and Carl's excellent podcast show. Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to start relaxing. I hope we get this right. It's time to listen to our excellent show tonight. It's time for my new stories and my wild style It's time to laugh out loud, together or alone. I'll be a record breaker. I'll review all of my songs. Can I get original or cover? Other interesting segments. And now let's get this started. I think my doctor's farted. It's time to get this started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, innovational. This is our excellent podcast show. Parents of an 11-year-old boy were arrested in Arizona after it was alleged he was left alone at home and had not attended school for at least two weeks. 
On December 12th, sheriff officials received a call about a welfare check at the home off of Coral Lane in Elfrida, Cochise County. Don't know. Uh, the caller uh, reported a boy was possibly there alone for an undetermined length of time. Deputies went to the home and found the boy alone. The boy's mother had left to go out of state before Thanksgiving and his father followed shortly after Thanksgiving, according to the sheriff's officials. The boy had been alone until deputies arrived. He told deputies that he had frozen food and he had not been to school for at least two, the, the two weeks prior. Deputies were unable to reach the parents and the child was turned over to the Child Protective Services. A report was submitted to the Cochise County Attorney's Office and both parents were indicted on suspicion of child neglect charges. They were arrested on Wednesday when they returned home from an unknown location. Both were booked into, the, into their jail on suspicion of three counts of child neglect and they are being held at a $100,000 bond each. I mean, this sounds like you could sell the rights to that story. Almost. It does sound very familiar, doesn't it, from somewhere, but I can't quite place it. I mean, the kid's name wasn't Kevin by any chance, was it? Uh, no, it doesn't say because obviously he's too young <laughs> to. Because uh, who? Because that's obviously you're referring to uh, Macaulay Culkin. Isn't yes. How did you spell that? Shut up! I was going to ask you that. <laughs> I got in there beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I didn't watch it this year. Nor did I watch. No? The, there's the reboot, isn't there, on Netflix or something? There is. There's several Home Alone movies. Um, well, there was the latest one, wasn't one, it? One, one or two, which are the only ones that are really worth watching. And I think there's about another three or four afterwards, all with various various kids in there. But I won't and also, the time. And what is Thanksgiving? I don't understand that type of holiday. Is that the forefathers when they... Is it when they... I can't remember. Is there something to do with whatever? Yeah, it's, it's, it's something along those lines, isn't it? It's very... I don't know. I know nothing it's about it. It's very American. I, I, I don't know fully what it is, but I think it's... In some ways, it's bigger than Christmas, isn't it, for the for the Americans? I believe, oh, I don't or know. as big as, is it? Both involve a turkey. Well, <laughs> well, talking of turkeys, did you have a nice Christmas? Yes, yeah, it was good, thank you. Yeah, and yourself? It's very nice, very nice. I got to uh, my my son's of that age now, where the things that he gets for Christmas, I can take an actual interest in, especially when he goes to bed. Uh, so I'm talking specifically, <laughs> obviously, about the Nintendo Switch. Excellent. You, what you knew about. And, uh, oh, it's funny because when he's been playing uh, Minecraft on my uh, my Mac, he's been like, oh, look, look, there's this uh, Minecraft Dungeons. I want to play that. I want that. Download it, download it. But you can only get it for the Windows. So when I bought the Switch, you could buy the game uh, Minecraft Dungeons. So I thought, oh, perfect get it for him right so anyway get it he opens up and he's like yeah yeah yeah, really excited put it on and it is not like the minecraft game you're more like a like a zelda third per you know you're further away and you can mm -hmm. only shoot you don't build and construct and you don't have creative mode and that kind of thing so he was like huh, don't like it and i and it made me feel a little bit sad because i was like when i was young and getting that zx spectrum and unwrapping it and then you obviously put the game yeah the game in and it takes ages to load yeah. Uh, have you been practicing um, Mario Kart? Uh, yeah, do you know what I did? And I think on Christmas Day when he went to bed, I, I was done on the 50cc. 
And I mean, it is fantastic because I think after you've done the three or four classic like Star Cup and everything else for that particular version, then you then move on to these different tournaments. And what they do is they mm -hmm. pull in the, the, the track design. Oh, you know this, of course, don't you? They pull in the track bit, design. Yes. They pull yeah. in the track designs from like the Nintendo 64 game or the SNES. And so you've got that course, but obviously uh, animation's a lot better and everything else, but it's like, wow, I remember doing it. I remember going around mm -hmm. my friend, Paul Baxter. I used to work with him in Norwich and I used to go around his and then end up standing like, we'd just be playing a Nintendo, uh, Nintendo Cube, GameCube, um, Mario Kart on that. It's brilliant. But no, I love Mario Kart. I think it's one of the best games ever. I remember getting this, saving up for the SNES when I was at um, high school because uh, everyone was talking about it and it was like, oh, I don't have it, I don't have it. And just saving and saving and saving <laughs> mm -hmm. and uh, finally getting it and it just being so brilliant. I was going to say, not much of a gamer, but I think what Nintendo do best are those fun games, those almost family games, those, those um, Oh, we've got Nintendo Party, games. that's good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't have bowling though, that's the only problem. No? No, um, you know, with the Wii, you'd get that free game, the sports, mm. Wii Sports. And, um, unless, of course, you can get a free download or buy a game of bowling, because I absolutely love the uh, Nintendo Wii bowling. So um, if you know, or listeners, if anyone knows, please do let me know <laughs> on the Facebook page. Just post in the comment or, or whatever. Just um, please reach out and let me know of a good bowling game for the Nintendo Switch. Merci beaucoup. Did you um, watch much TV? And I was starting to think about when we were younger. Obviously, mm. home, home Alone, like Christmas movies and all that. Took. I never watched my Christmas story film um, in tradition, so I kept that tradition this Excellent. year. Excellent. Yeah, I hardly listened to any Christmas music as well. I was thinking of the TV listings from when I was younger, like waking up where there was only a few channels. And yeah, Noel Edmonds would be in some hospital and stuff like that. And I started to think about, like, this like today's TV and the big films and just so many channels and just thinking mm. it's well, taken we, that Matt Moore. It, it's taken away I think that element of of Christmas TV it's like you say there used to be on you know, certainly BBC and ITV those really kind of iconic and memorable yeah, Christmas build up shows. as well wouldn't yeah. it be a massive and, build up and movies that I don't think there was any real main big movies on Christmas or over the Christmas period. I, I don't know. I, I was at work through most of it. No, I don't so think there was. Because I, I think I, I had I, a look I, and it was like, well, no real any, you know, no real uh, blockbusters or anything. But it used to be, it used to be Christmas Day, you'd have that, that either that, you know, James Bond movie or that big blockbuster that had well, been out a couple of years beforehand. It? Couldn't you rent the Bond movie, A Time to Die? I think you can, yeah. But I yeah. think, wasn't it for Christmas as well? Because they released it in the cinema, but... Um, mm -hmm. I don't know, <clears throat> but no, I, I watched the... sitting down as a family, isn't it, and watching, watching those TV moments. Well, we always used to watch the DVD, because I remember... Yeah. It was funny, my brother brought home uh, Life is Beautiful, and it's this Italian film. No, no, is it? I think it is. And it's set in a prisoner of war camp, and this guy looks after his kid throughout. He makes it like a big game, he pretends it's a game to his son to kind of keep him occupied, you know, to keep his mind off the her, you know, her, horrendous things going on around him, or shielding him from her. Anyway, I remember we watched that and I was sat right at the side of the telly 
And so trying to read the subtitles at that angle was like nigh on impossible. And then the next year, I think I suggested, oh, look, I've got this fantastic movie. I think you'll love it. It's, it's really great because I, I loved it. And it was Be Kind Rewind. And I put it mm -hmm. on. And you could just tell when I looked around the room and everyone was kind of, you know, everyone's body language was just like, when's it going to end? When's it going to end? <laughs> and it was just, I felt really, you know, sad. So, but no, I, you know, the Morecambe Wise Christmas specials, you know, repeated when I was younger. Mm. You know, they're things I remember. And just like the, the Two wrongs as well. That was another one that was always uh, yeah. on at Christmas. Or just like the Christmas themed game shows to it. So you'd have blankety blank, you know, and all these different things, but they'd be like the Christmas things. And obviously Noel's yeah. house party. And then obviously that Noel Edmonds thing in the morning. And because my dad would, because my dad was a chef at the hospital. So on Christmas day, he'd have to go in and like do all the food and stuff. And so we had to wait until my dad had come back from, um, from work. And that could be like maybe one o'clock, two o'clock. So mm -hmm. I might be able to open one or two presents, but mainly I had to wait for like, well, not when I was really young, but as I grew up, there was this thing of, um, and then my dad uh, stopped being a chef. Now I remember he was, yeah, he was always around at Christmas, so that was brilliant. And one Christmas, as soon as I got up, he passed me a bottle of beer and so with my other no. brothers. Well, it wasn't because I drank outside on the TV and I, had a, I was just like, <laughs> Ah, uh, empty stomach. I was, I don't know, I wasn't, I don't know how old I was. It wasn't like 12 or 13, nothing like that. Maybe 16, 17, maybe even 18, but it was like, not me for six, because I wasn't, I wasn't really a big drinker, I think. So nothing on TV for you then or anything, or? I, I, I caught a couple of, you say? I, yeah, I, I caught a couple of bits on, on catch up. There was the Not Going Out Christmas special. So we, I know we've, we've talked on Not Going Out quite a bit on, on previous yeah, well, shows. Yeah, I didn't even know they had it. Yeah, and that was, that was quite fun. It was, it was a panto theme, so it was, it's pretty much a, a panto show with... with oh, no, the, it wasn't. The, 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 the characters, oh, hey, he's behind you. Um, so that was, that was fun. Um, not one of their best, but again, enjoyable, you know, um, worth watching if you, if you like not going out. Mm. So there was that that was on the Abominable Snow Baby, which was an animation on, on Channel 4. I managed to, to, to catch that as well. And that's a, an adaptation of, of a Terry Pratchett story, one that he wrote when he was quite young, apparently. Mm. And, and it's just one of those that's nice, easygoing. Um, I think it's about half an hour, 25 minutes, something like that. And it's, it's got a, a nice kind of moral story to it and it, it's it's a bit of a Christmassy feel in there and and you know one, one for the kids or, or Terry Pratchett fans yeah so that was that was the, the majority of the the Christmas stuff and then there was New Year's Eve Doctor Who Eve of the Daleks which was which was uh, pretty good a bit of a, a Groundhog Day type story there but that was that was quite fun leading on to the the, the last two of of the the, the current reign of of Jodie Whittaker as as the Doctor, so um, interested to see where we go with those. But um, that that's been pretty much it, really. How about how about yourself? Oh, well, non-Christmassy bits. Um, I've been dipping into um, Get Back. Yeah, the Beatles. Get Back. I'm on yeah, part. Have you, part have you finished now. that now? Or no, no, I'm on part three. And uh, they're just. I think it's two days before the rooftop concert. Because I saw on. Um, on Instagram, they're going to be playing the um, the rooftop concert in the IMAX, and uh, wow. I know. But, but you know, I'm not going to go just because 
well, I think with everything going on at the moment, I'm just yeah. thinking it's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'll be, I know I'll be okay. I've had my booster and uh, and everything else, but yeah, <clears throat> it's just a shame, really. But just play, plays on your mind, though, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. I went because I went to see was it Roger Waters' Us and Them, and that was at Norwich uh, Cinema Vu, I think it was. And then when I lived in London, I went to see um, Elvis's 1968 comeback special, and that was uh, played at the cinema. So I went to see that, and that was really good actually, because the sound quality and just the, the clarity. And I mean, same with Get Back. That is just amazing. It's, it's you know, the, the the quality is unbelievable, and the sound. It's, it's made me think about the sound setup. This is the problem. <laughs> I'm now thinking, like, I've just got this one LG sound bar, which was 60 quid or whatever it is. And I'm now thinking, could I drop wires up? Or could I, because I've still got like, I've got, I could chase into the walls these wires maybe. Well, and then all these have systems are Bluetooth now, aren't they? Oh, are they? Oh, yeah, so you can have it like yeah. that, so I wouldn't have any wires, so that'll be mm. yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, get, get a surround sound. Or, I mean, if you want to go the whole hog, go for a, a Dolby Atmos, which is what they use in, in What's IMAX Dolby cinemas. It's, it's, it's a very immersive sound um, <laughs> setup. Like I say, it, it's, it's, it's what they use in, in the IMAX um, oh, I'm not gonna get that far, screenings. So I've got it's, a large it's, living it's, room, but it's, it's not it's, that it's big. The, it is, it's kind of like the, the top of the range. It's the bee's knees of, of your sound system. So well, uh, it needs to be small and compact, and it needs to be able for me to um, stealthily get it into the until you until you put something on and uh, and watch it oh, and listen Christ, to it. Yeah, just absolutely kind of uh, make all of our teeth ache, you know, just from having it on so much. I'll switch it on, and the magnet in the bed and the subwoofer. I'll just attract every single piece of metal. <laughs> yeah, it'll, be, it'll, be like, it'll be like that bit out of the start of Back to the Future, where he plugs in yeah. the guitar and, and cranks it all up and it just blows him, blows him away. Yeah, no, I've uh, got to be careful of that. No, um, and that's it. I just didn't, I think I dabbled a little bit. I think I was more interested in playing the, uh, the Switch over Christmas. Um, yeah, recently that's I, fair enough. Recently I watched... Um, Toast of Tinseltown, you know, uh, Stephen Toast. Is that out? I didn't realise it was out. Oh, please. Yes, it oh. was a couple, a couple of days ago. Um, was it? Right, okay. Oh, must catch that. Well, the interesting thing, because one of the things I did think about was, because um, obviously on Channel 4, it's, it's only a 22-minute show. With it being on uh, the BBC, you, you've got to produce a full 30 minutes. And I, and I did wonder... How could that, you know, how does that eight minutes, you know, for them to, to write an episode with almost a third? But it came across really well. It was really good. And, um, you know, I, I, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I'm on the Budweiser. Budweiser. Because <laughs> that's the thing, right? With Budweiser, you, um, they're screwed top, right? But mm -hmm. the, the, the cap, is all perforated like you would on a normal uh, bottle opener one, right? And so there's been times when I've gone to screw it and like when you do it, it's really coarse and they do poke out and it's like, ow, I've caught my skin on my middle finger and stuff like that. And I thought, why do they do it? You know, is it to hurt people on purpose? Maybe so, the, the, the sadistic side of... Because you could have a smooth one, couldn't you? You could have a smooth metal cap on mm. top. 
you know, and do that. But then, do you know what? I got thinking about this, maybe a bit too much, and I thought to myself, well, you know what? They're saying it's probably best served, you know, ice cold, right? So they they are assuming that you would uh, this bottle would be uh, nestled in a nice bucket of ice, probably with a lot of water in it and stuff like that, and it'll be wet and your hands will be wet when you reach in and get it. So when you go to twist this cap off, if it is all smooth, like you would imagine on a, I don't know, Gordon's yeah. gin bottle or something, there'd be no purchase there. So you need that coarseness to be able to, to open it up. You know what, you should, you should write to Budweiser and ask them. Do you know, I think I will. I will, I will. <laughs> I will write to them. As I've and, written um, to Heinz, you can write to, write to Budweiser and, and see what answer you get. Yeah, I will do. And I will um, I'll report back. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that. Excellent. I mean, connected to sorry, Toast of uh, Tinseltown. Um, I watched another episode, a few more of uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which also has Matt, yeah. Matt Berry in. And then today I started to watch episode two of The Book of Boba Fett. But I because Matt, Ber- Matt Berry is in that as well, isn't he? He's the robot. Yes, he is. Yes, is it OB8 yeah, or something? I can't remember the name. I can't remember the name. But I, I, he never spoke in Return of the Jedi, which is which is clever that they've got him to to obviously speak in in this. Yeah, and, I mean, um, this is brilliant. There was a piece in the Guardian about Matt Berry, and they say a lot of people say that Matt Berry just plays Matt Berry in all his different roles. Because when you do, mm. if you if you see what we do in the shadows, and then you look at his character as you know, Stephen Toast. It, but anyway, no, I, I think all the stuff he's done is uh, just a fa- yeah. fantastic. And like yeah. I said, when how, I saw how, him, how are you enjoying? How are you enjoying Boba Fett? Um, I'm, I am, I am really enjoying it, and I love the backstory. I love how they're dipping mm-hmm. back into that, especially and my, my view of the Sand People. Obviously, it, yes. it, it is completely changed, and it's almost like, yeah, do you know what? I love how it's given them some some depth, some, some yeah. culture there. So mm. now, when I watch A New Hope, it's gonna bring everything. It's just like, whoa, hang on, a yeah, minute. you know what I mean? This is just, um, you know, absolutely, mm-hmm. and no, re- really enjoying it. I've got thirteen minutes left. And the, the big thing, obviously, that, that's come out over New Year is it just is it is, just like is it just like that the uh, is, the sequel to Sex and the City. I thought what? originally, I thought it was an originally a Tommy Cooper documentary when they said just like that, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, no, I know what no, you're talking no. about. You're, it's got to be Cobra, Cobra Kai season four. Uh, is absolutely fantastic. It's it's my favourite season since the first. Have you? Have, have you, you watched? You, have you, no, have I've you not watched any. any. No, I've not. Have you? Oh, I've watched it all. Watched, I've managed to binge watch it. It's oh, why? It's, it's, that's what, the thing. It's, I just wondered about binge watching. Whether it, yeah, you, I, do, do you appreciate it or what? You, you do and you don't. I mean, when I watched the first two series, it was on YouTube Red, and nobody was watching it. And I could I could watch one a day and savor each episode. This time, obviously, with it being on Netflix, there's there's so many risks of of spoilers. And the other mean, thing was was, was my. Well, on also on social media, on well, YouTube. Just, I, the, you just keep away I, from it then. I did, I did completely oh. until I'd watched it. But there's, there's lots of shows that I watch with my son. A lot of the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff, and, and we, we we kind of watch those together, father and son bonding. It's just something we've we've done from when he was quite little, and we just carry it on. And there's, there's been a few shows that, or a few things that, 
he's just not been as interested in watching. Whereas this, he, he was like, Dad, we, we're watching Cobra Kai tonight. And it's like, yeah, we'll stick a couple of episodes on. So we didn't binge watch everything all in one go. It was oh, over well, okay. three or four days. So we'd watch sort of two or three episodes uh, at a time. But it is, it is superb. Um, you know, introduces, I'm, I'm not going to give too much away but well Terry um, I mean yeah Terry Silver yeah you've got Terry, Terry Silver from from, Cobra, from Cry Kid 3 he's absolutely brilliant in, in it um, there's some other new characters as well so it's almost kind of like a, a next generation of, of potential Cry Kids and students there um, the relationship between Johnny and Daniel as it's left at the end of season 3 that's explored and that, that's that's really really good I did see a clip where he says, why have you got a rock in the middle of your dojo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that sort of thing. It's, it's okay. those great, great humorous little bits, those, yeah. those quips between the, the two of them. Um, all the characters seem to have a little bit of growth. Growth? Growth? <clears throat> all the characters seem to have a, a, a bit of growth. Um, there's a bit of development there with, with, with all of them. And it's, 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 just, it's just great fun. You know, you'll... you'll You'll, you'll laugh at, at stuff. You'll be sat on the edge of your seat. There's some really tense moments in there. There's, you know, you, you punch punch the air at some some really great moments. And, and there's some, you know, real physical. There's one bit, and I I, I literally, you know, gasped and, and, you know, covered my mouth. It, it was it was that kind of <gasps> sort of moment. But it, it's great. Watch it. Watch it. And yeah, no, I will. I can't, I can't praise it enough. Yeah. And we'll we can obviously deep dive, deep dive it maybe and. Uh, Talk oh, yeah, in, yeah. in a bit of detail, but well, it's, that's the thing, it's, isn't it? it's brilliant. Yeah, when you say deep dive, because we have obviously there is an episode very early on, mm. early doors, isn't it, on our website, completearsons.com. Yeah. Yes, we talk about uh, Karate Kid 1, 2, and 3, yeah. and Cobra Kai, I think it was seasons 1, 2, and Dad 3 started. I, I hadn't watched I think, much of 3. No, it was only 1 and 2, I believe. I don't think we've, we, we, we went into too much detail with season three i think we've obviously discussed it mm. but that, that that show is is cry kid largely and then evolving into into the first couple of series of cobra kai yeah because it's the first i'd ever watched it hasn't it i think mm. i'd seen the first one on youtube because i think when they was it three or something the first two i can't remember anyway i remember i think maybe someone had lent it to me on a usb maybe or something yeah. i can't remember but um you did some christmas, christmas reading. reading yeah um, 2000 AD and the Judge Dredd magazine, they, at Christmas time, kind of go all out and they have a, a little bit of a Christmas theme to some of their stories. And there's one in each, each of the, the Christmas special of 2000 AD and um, the Judge Dredd magazine. So both um, Judge Dredd themes and also with the Judge Dredd magazine, you get another comic book bagged with it. And that was, for, um, I think it was about six or seven Christmas stories from from previous issues, so they, they they tend to do this extra bagged comic with each issue of the the Judge Dredd magazine. And like I say, this theme was was Christmas, so that was quite nice just to sit down and, and read the occasional one of those over you know the, the course of, of of the month. And 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 speaking of Judge Dredd and the Judge Dredd magazine, I've got some news, some mm. some 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 fantastic, amazing news. So come the nineteenth of January. So in, in a couple of weeks' time, Hawk, insert Hawk sound effect, The Slayer, insert little whistly sound jingle, will return. He's coming back. So Hawk the Slayer is getting 
the sequel that it, it long deserved in comic book form. It's, it's going to be a, a six-parter, initially bagged with Judge Dredd magazine, written by Garth Ennis, who, if you're a comic book reader, you'll recognise the name. Uh, terms if of TV not, shows. If you're not, he, what does he do? If you're not, well, do, do you know The Boys? The Boys TV show on Amazon, you might be familiar with that. He wrote the original mm. comic book to that. Oh. Henry Flint, um, again, if you're, if you're in she 2000 AD and your comics, then again, it's a, it's a name you should be familiar with. But they're basically bringing back Hawk the Slayer. So yeah, initial six run, six part run with the Judge Red magazine. And I believe they are then going to release as a standalone comic in comic book shops as well. For all you Hawk the Slayer fans, if you, if you weren't aware, 19th of January, get down your, your news agents and uh, pick up a copy. Are you going to buy it? Oh, I already get the magazine anyway, so... Um, oh, how much is a, it? It's just an added bonus. I I'm think not, it's about I'm... $5.99. I think it's about $5.99. Wow. But you'll, you'll obviously get the magazine and all the strips in there together with... The Are you saying magazine? Mega? Magazine. Magazine, magazine. not a magazine. Judge, yeah, it's magazine, because Judge Dredd is set in Mega City 1. So that's a clever little play on the on the words there. So it's a magazine. Oh, I just thought it was your accent. Jeez, because no. you say bath, no. you see. That bath, kind of yeah, no, magazine, magazine. But if you don't fancy that, just wait for it to come out in the, uh, in the comic book sh uh, shops. So as soon as I've got a date on that, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Who are you, who are you talking to? Very excited. For all, for all you Hawk the Slayer fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> you said you hadn't listened to much over the, over the period. How about we go straight balls deep into our original old cover, which yeah. is Dizzy by Vic Reeves and the Wonder Stuff. You girl making it spin You're making me dizzy 
Big Reese and the one stuff, Dizzy. Carl, my first question, as always, is did you enjoy the song? Could you remember it? Absolutely. I do remember. I do remember Vic Reeves releasing this back in the 90s. I'm pretty sure it was the 90s. Yes, 1991. It's from his album, in fact, I Will Cure You. And because before that, he had a uh, single with Born Free. And then he um, recorded a whole album on his own. And um, and that consisted of co- covers and original songs. And Bob Mortimer would help sing some of his songs with him. And um, yeah, pretty pretty fantastic stuff. Obviously, listening to this and, and us chatting about it was had he actually released any other songs? I, I kind of vaguely recollect him releasing something else, but this is the only one that really stands out. I brought the album. I will cure you. Oh wow! Yeah, it was fantastic. Me and my friend Daniel Holmes, we both had it. Or maybe yeah. I lent, I, maybe I might have lent it to him and he taped it. And there was a song, I remember the summer of 75, I was your husband and I was your wife. And it was fun. <laughs> and we used to sing this song to each other. Excellent. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll dig it out for the next show, but it's um, nice. funny. I, I, bet that's, I bet that's quite a good listen. Um, yeah, no, it is. It's funny, but also I, some really good songs because they say comics want to really be. Now. Well, comics want to be musicians and musicians want to be comics. That's what they say generally, comedians when they say right. comics. So, obviously, original cover. Listening to the, listening to the lyrics, they've got quite, um, quite a, an old style, I think, of, 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 of lyrical structure in there. I don't know, it's just, it's just, I just get that vibe from it. And it sounds like it's, it's uh, a song from maybe the, the 60s or the, or the 70s. Could be completely wrong there. I don't know, but it's it's just got that that kind of feel with 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 the content and and I say the, the the structure. And there is something in the back of my mind that makes me kind of recollect that it was a a cover. So I'm, I've I've probably gone and shot myself completely in the foot here by making that statement. But I'm going to go with it's a cover. You are correct. Yes, oh, yes. <clears throat> yes, this song was originally recorded by a gentleman called Tommy Rowe and it became an inter- international hit single in 1969. The Vic Reeves Excellent. version um, was released on October 14th, 1991, so you were correct with the year as well. Um, <clears throat> so previous to this release in 1991, as the single I mentioned was um, Born Free. And then the, uh, there was a release after this called Abide With Me. And all of these songs are on the Vic Reeves album, which I, I mentioned. But it went to uh, number one in the, in the charts. In the UK, it went to number two mm-hmm. in Ireland, went to number three in Australia. And the Euro Chot Hot 100, it was six. And New Zealand, it was 28. So yeah, it did did really well. But no, just Carl, I've got a question. Um, have you ever sat around uh, waiting patiently for your other half to finally get down on one knee and pop the question, only for it to never happen? I can't say I have. No. Oh well, well if if you had, then uh, then you'll know how, uh, <laughs> how how frustrating it could be. So one woman is opting to take her significant other to court for not proposing to her after eight years of dating. So Gertrude Nagoma, 26, and Herbert Salaliki, 28, were together for almost a decade and even have a child together. 
but sadly their relationship turned sour after Herbert failed to follow through on a promise to propose. Feeling tired and frustrated of her other half's lack of official commitment, Gertrude decided to take her beau to court and sue him for wasting her time after he failed to deliver on a happy ever after she was waiting for. So the news website uh, Tuco reports that Gertrude felt the father of her child was not serious enough about their relationship, despite the fact he had paid the dowry payment to her family, as is the tradition in her native Zambia. He had, however, not yet purchased the engagement ring. He has never been serious. That is why I brought him to court, in, uh, because I deserve to know the way forward and our future. Defending himself in court, Herbert said the reason he had not yet proposed was because he did not have the financial security to pay for a wedding, and argued that Gertrude had not been, the date, uh, had not been a doting partner and had not given him enough attention. The judge told the couple that reconciliation would be the best outcome for the pair. It's unclear whether they remain a couple going forwards. Hmm. Well, seems a bit extreme, doesn't it? I'd initially said just dump him, but then you mentioned obviously the child there as well, which complicates the situation a little bit. But yeah, but just getting kind of... married. I mean, you know, what I mean, it's, it's kind of it's, some people. It's kind of the be all and end all. So I ever think about. It. But at mm. the end of the day, you could say it's an antiquated kind of uh, system, isn't it? Maybe I don't know. I mean, I'm married. I, I, you know, so I'm not being a hypocrite or anything. I'm just saying it's a question that some people don't believe in marriage you know I, I yeah. thought how much are we spending on a marriage can't we just spend that on doing <laughs> something know. in the house or something yeah. instead or just putting it something good instead of feeding a load of people I it, hardly see it is, it is crazy isn't it the, 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 the amount you spend on feeding and entertaining others yeah who you see maybe once twice a year I mean I can't even mm. think about it now if that mm. I know it's bizarre not that the anything, but it's just almost kind of ridiculous, isn't it? Mm, very expensive, but obviously it's 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 a very special occasion, so therefore should warrant some expenditure. I'm trying to make some comments there in case uh, certain people are are, are listening. Oh, wife. trust me, they won't be. <laughs> <laughs> next thing, ne next uh, next up on the agenda. Um, I sent you a song through um, for a, a little bit of a song review, um, yes. and this this song is one of my favourite songs because uh, I was thinking long and hard about what what kind of song do I want to almost not like sounds Christmassy, but one that whenever I listen to makes me feel happy and that kind of joy that Christmas will kind of uplift everybody, you know mm -hmm. that that kind of feeling good. And um, it's Wouldn't It Be Nice by the Beach Boys. I remember hearing it, well, when I was younger, I used to get into the, um, well, I was into the Beatles and everyone was saying about Sgt. Peppers and then they were saying Sgt. Peppers was a response to Pet Sounds. Pet, Pet Sounds was a response to Rubber Soul. Oh, wow. These things it's going on. It's a symbiotic sort of relationship there between yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, 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 um, well, the Smile album that Brian Wilson was working on after Pet Sounds was his response to Sgt. Pepper, but then it kind of went off the boil. And then it was the famous, this like the famous unreleased album until I think it was like maybe 2007 or 2008. So yeah, I, I was listening to the Beatles and someone said, oh yeah, you should listen to the Beach Boys because you know, they're 
well, just from research, we were just hearing bits about things. And I remember getting the greatest hits from the Beatles, from the um, Dick, Dick's Records um, on King Street. Fairly cheap CD, and I thought, right, listen to it. And it just sounded, I don't know, there was obviously California Girls and you know, I Get Around and those kind of things that I'd heard from Flight of the Navigator and in, in movies. But then it was um, never really, I never, I didn't think they were that good. I thought, I thought they just sounded terrible. And and I and I'd listened, I tried to listen to Pet Sounds. I think I got it on, like, in a, on a mono CD or whatever it was. And I just thought, oh, couldn't be bothered. Anyway, went to university, did all these things. When I came back home, I, when I used to go to the library and rent all these CDs all the time, I thought, oh, I'll give it another listen because I'd heard more good stuff about like the Pet Sounds and Mojo magazine or something like that. And um, I remember they'd just done a new stereo mix because before it was only really available in mono. And this stereo mix, I remember listening to it and hearing, wouldn't it be nice for the first time in stereo, it was, it reminded me of the same kind of hairs standing on the back of my neck of the feeling I got when I listened to a demo of Strawberry Fields Forever on the Anthology 2 album. And it was just one of these songs that just blew me away and just the depth of the, the instruments going on around you because he used the Wrecking Crew who also performed on the Dizzy single for Tommy Rowe and there was a documentary about the Wrecking Crew and they're a fantastic bunch of musicians and there's this, um, the bassist, I won't say any more other than saying the bassist but ah, amazing. Absolutely. But what did you think about the song? You, 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 you've heard it before, I take it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's one of those, those few iconic Beach Boy songs. So, so like I said, um, I get around and California Girls and, and Wouldn't It Be Nice, I think are pretty much the only Beach Boy songs that I'm, I'm, I'm aware of. There, there may be a couple of others that don't, don't come to mind. So I must admit, I'm, I'm quite sort of ignorant when it comes to the Beach Boys and, and who they were and, and, and what they what they did, like I say that there's these these two or three iconic songs that you know crop up all the time in adverts and movies and TV shows and on the radio. But other than that, um, I, I don't really know much much about them apart from obviously enjoying those those three songs. So yeah. you've you've obviously answered a few bits there and, and given me a little bit of insight. But I was going to ask you know you know who exactly were they and and oh, well, the know, Beach Boys is is, is 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 this kind of a, a kind of like a a fairly sort of standard type of song from 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 the Beach Boys is 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 this kind of you know their 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 style or did they kind of go into you know slightly different things as some bands do? Well, blimey! Um, so the Beach Boys, obviously, when they first were created, they wrote most of their songs about surfing and everything else. And then when they were touring and what have you, Brian Wilson had a panic attack on a flight and was like, right, do you know what? I don't want to tour with you guys. I'm just going to sit in the studio and I'm going to write our songs. And that's what we're going to do. And then he, he, he started working on, as, as obviously as he matured as well, um, he started working on these more kind of personable songs. And, and then with Pet Sands, like Mike Love, who was like one of the lead singers for the group, he was like, why you change, don't, don't change the formula. He still wanted it all to be about surfing, but where Brian Wilson wanted to change. He was doing all these different things, right? And he had like this battle with that, but previous to that, his his dad. There's there's so much to go on in in terms of like with what happened with Brian Wilson, right? There is this documentary, right? Where instead of me trying to explain it all, 
you should watch it. It's called Long Promised Road. And it's about Brian Wilson, it's about him now. Um, it goes back to obviously, it goes back throughout his whole life. And it, and it makes me feel sad because you just feel like you just want to give this guy a great big hug, you know, after everything that he's kind of been through. The song itself, I think, is amazing. It's that whole thing of where you're mm. thinking about from, you know, you, 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 you almost kind of want to be living with this person and living that adult life. Because, you know, when you're 16, you, you, know, you just want to be with that person all the time, you know. Uh, and just the whole thing of, like, fast-forwarding to that point of where you ever, you've obtained it, because that's what you want. But then there's that whole thing of thinking about, well, do you know what? What about all the stuff in between that we will miss out on, which, are gonna be, you know, which is going to be fantastic? Let's not fast-forward it. Let's just mm -hmm. make our way through it and have fun. But, the, yeah, the lyrics, I think, written by Tony Asher, who wrote a lot of the other songs with uh, Brian Wilson on the um, the Pet Sounds album. That album is is one of my favourites, and I'm, if you haven't listened to it, I would advise you to to listen. Just the lyrics and just that whole thing of yeah, I, I can't go on about I can't describe how much I love that album, and just hearing it in stereo, just how it just it was like it yeah. flicked a switch in my mind. So for me, this song is just. I think, yeah, when, heaven. I think when I listened to it, it was just on my phone. I didn't have headphones in or anything, which listening to what you've told me now is, is it's a huge mistake. So I need to go back and re-listen to obviously not only this song, but the rest of the album with, with some headphones mm. on to, to experience that, that stereo production of, yeah, of, of well, the album and, and, and the songs. So that was completely lost on me just by, you know, speaker on my phone. Well, if you're on Spotify, I'll post it on the Facebook for people listening as well, right? Oh, um, this the 50th anniversary. Should we listen to the song? Let's go for it. Without it, but let's talk about 
People all over the world have just celebrated the birth of Jesus Christ and one dad reckons he spotted the Son of God himself in a bruise which appeared on his arm, joking he could have been, could have been mistaken as a sign that he's the next Messiah. Jamie Hales had to do a double take when he looked down at his forearm and saw a bruise which seemed to bear the resemblance of Jesus. Jamie from Chesterfield, Derbyshire said, I'm not religious. If I was, I'd be thinking it's a sign of the new Messiah. I was sat on the sofa watching The Unforgiven on, sorry, Unforgivable on Netflix a couple of nights ago when I looked down and thought, ooh, what's that? I thought it looked like a face, so I took a picture of it. I sat there studying it and then sent it to friends and family and kept getting different people seeing different things. It's like one of those things, you know, where a therapist will show you a picture of something and everybody sees something different. However, the majority seemed to agree that the bizarre bruise featured a clearly defined head, eyes, moustache, beard, and the trademark flowing locks, just like Jesus. Or maybe someone else. <laughs> you know, Robert Plant, maybe. Who knows? The 37-year-old had no idea that he'd been, uh, that, uh, what he'd done to cause the bruise, but suspects he'd bashed himself at work without realising, as he has a very manual job working in a factory. Hmm, do you think? After mm-hmm. seeing the bruise from for herself, Jamie's baffled mum, Pat Hales, decided to share a photo of it on social media and was inundated with the suggestions of what it could be. Jamie said, It's nice to be semi-famous because I've had the Son of God appear on my arm. I think my mum has had more fun out of it than me, though. She's retired and I sent it to her and she shared it online. It's really entertaining reading all the comments. Quite a lot of people in the comments are saying it looks like Jesus, Father Christmas, and my mum told me that someone said it looks like Charles Manson. It took a slightly darker (laughs) turn there. I hope it's not him. The bruise was brown, but it's now more of a yellow colour. It's not changed my mind about religion. It's just a light-hearted bit of fun. Do you think a bruise would change your mind about religion? No. No. And do you think perhaps him working in a factory may have got knocked and that's why? I would imagine so. Yeah. Yes. I, was, I, was, I, was, I must confess, as you started that story, I was kind of hoping for a, like a, a dog's bum or, or something, as, as, as you've uh, alluded to in, in previous shows, where the, where, you know, the Jesus well, Christ, did... the Messiah, has, has, has been seen in... in some form of, of image. Well, the thing is, right, when he describes it, the thing is, he, he basically has just described macho man Randy Savage. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be brilliant if, if macho no man was, 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 was like the, the, the second coming? Ooh, imagine, yeah. Imagine, ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine in, in, in like a church or something? That'd be fantastic, wouldn't it? Uh, Give it a, well, a sermon. Well, unfortunately, he died, didn't he, quite a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think he was in a car crash or something. He had a heart attack or something in the car or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it was too too soon, man. It was a shame. And I remember the um, quite a few of the wrestlers, I think steroid, steroid of use. Yes. Perhaps. But I want to do a quick would I lie to you, just as a uh, as an aside. So um, are you are you sitting comfortable? Are you ready? I'll just I give am. you my... I'm, I'm, I'm ready, I was yes, thinking yes, I might yes, give yes, you my statement and then you can, you can uh, ask me questions. Okay. I nearly blinded my mother-in-law by 
shooting her in the eye with a Nerf gun. Accidentally shooting her in the eye with a Nerf gun over Christmas. So this is Christmas just gone? Christmas just gone, yes. Yes. And and who who's who did the Nerf gun belong to? So I will I will tell you the story of how it happened, right? So my son has we got him two or he has currently two Nerf guns with loads of bullets, right? And um, where we had loads of deliveries, I ended up doing these cardboard cutouts and I did loads of slime cubes on it and all these characters from Minecraft. And there'd be, you know, and I then got another bit of card and did the cross at the bottom to stand up. Anyway, they all got knackered and everything else. So on Amazon for Christmas, I saw one of these target things where it pops up, right? And then you shoot them, you've got four of them, right? You switch it on and it's got a, an LED at the front that tells you how many you've got. So you put it far away, you've got your gun and you fire these bullets, right? Uh, obviously the Nerf gun's quite loud because it's all on air, boom. And this thing is super loud. When you hit one, it makes this noise of like smashing glass or something, right? Just not like you're hitting it, it's, it's terrible. And of course my son then gets really close so he can shoot and I'm like, no, you're gonna blow the things up. Gets really noisy, right? And you can see it's getting irksome because I think the father-in-law is trying to watch the TV and it's just super noisy. It's just irritated my mother-in-law, right? Uh, I say to my son, look, give me the guns now, whatever it is. And so I've got one and they're quite chunky, right? And then as I grab the other one, I accidentally squeeze the trigger of the one underneath, right? And so I'm holding it aside and it shoots, and I basically shoot her. I thought I got her in the forehead, right? I think I shot her in the forehead, right? But she was like, ah, and it was, then I, I've been shot with one of those bullets, right? And it doesn't, it, and it was, um, it, it did, I had, I, I, you know me, my sense of, my black and sense of humor. Uh, I found it very hard not to laugh about it. And it was because I kept thinking of JFK, where it says back and to the left, back and to the left, back and to the left, because it was quite, a, it all kind of happened. And it was like this, like, ooh. And obviously, my wife was pissed off at me and stuff. And I was like, it was an accident, accident. The dad's like, oh, look, you know, I'm trying to watch the TV. I was like, gee, he didn't give two monkeys, right? <laughs> but I think it did get on the forehead. But I think where she just wanted the attention, bits and pieces. Don't worry, no one in my family listens to this podcast. And um, so, yeah, yeah, and then it was like, oh, really sorry, you know, sorry, um, her name, her name, you know, and um, got her babies, you know, felt really sorry and stuff like that. I, you know, how I was read from rubbing it, I thought, but yeah, there, there we go. But uh, yeah, that, that was that. And um, excellent. Yeah, I, I felt very bad. No, you didn't. No, no well, <laughs> the thing is, right. Things like that make me laugh. Like, I remember when my son had COVID, right? And I, wear, I was wearing one of them FFP3 masks where the, the band goes around the back of your head, right? I was getting really hot doing something, rather than I had the mask off. I thought, I don't know what, I can't be bothered to take the mask off. I will just take my jumper off instead. When I was doing that, I managed to hook the strap off my, the back of my head, right? And I stretched it out, caught on my thumb or something, right? And then I let go and I went, and it really hurt the back of my head, right? Really painful. But I found it really funny because of how it had happened. And so the mm -hmm. way that this thing had kind of gone, poof, gone, and how it all kind of, you know, because she did shoot back a little bit in her chair. 
Uh, and it just was very, very funny. And I, I can't help but I find that kind of thing funny, like Buster Keaton slapstick. It's that, it's that slapstick humour, yeah, absolutely. Yes, so it, I felt bad because obviously it was painful. I thought it got on the forehead. Um, she said it was the eye. Um, uh, and, and anyway, um, I explained to my wife late, but I think she was more annoyed about how I had a bit of a smile on my face <laughs> when I was asking if she was okay, can I get her any ice or anything? And um, I, I got some peas and put it in a, um, a freezer bag so she could just use it against her eye, wrapped up in some um, kitchen roll. Great story, great story. And the the only the only bit I'm, I'm initially going to question on there is where you said accidentally shot her. I think I think secretly <laughs> you uh, you uh, you saw your opportunity and you took your shot. No, so, I did. Uh, I did feel bad. It was it was one of those things that when it went off, it was like laugh, and then it was like okay. After about ten minutes of her being like, oh no, oof, oof, oof. I did think she milked it a bit because I think she liked the yeah. idea that remember anyway. So, How yeah. close were you to her again? Was, was it like a couple of feet or was it across, so the, she, across the room? So, my, my oh, you don't know my living. I've got a chaise lounge to my sofa, so I've got like an L-shaped sofa, yeah. right? So the mother-in-law was sat on the, so if you're looking at an L going down, yeah? So, yeah. so it goes, so you're at, the, you're at the left, you go across to the right and then you go down, that kind of shape. Right, mm -hmm. so she was in the bottom right of there on the corner because that's where it's more firmer because no one sits there on the sofa, and then she's got the table next to her as well, so she can put her drinks and bits and pieces. Anyway, she was sat there, she was on the rug in front of the fire in front of her, and then in, f and in front of the patio doors was where his shooting thing was because I'd drawn the curtains to that. So when they were, instead of them hitting the doors going dong, 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 then they would hit the curtain and it was easy for me to scoop up and then reload it and everything else. Anyway, the machine was sat in front of that, so he was firing it and then he was getting really close to it and everything else. And then he was like, and I was like, no, 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 you're going to break it. So he went back, he was doing it all. And then, because it is really loud, everyone's getting annoyed. So I went up to my son and I said, I need the guns. And so he passed me the first one and I had to take the second one off and it was grabbing the second one. So I was leaning forwards and where she would have been sat low down and me bending slightly. So, you know, my, the height of my son and everything else, that was that height. That's how I managed to get her in the forehead. It's not like she was stood up or anything else like that. We were on this level. That's how I got her in the, I say forehead. She says, I, potato, potato. <laughs> no, great, funny story, very funny story. Um, although I shouldn't say that because my mother-in-law does listen to the show, so um, it's not funny at all, and, and I would hate the thought of it happening to, to anybody. In terms of true or false, mm. I think I'm, I'm going to say that that is, that's true. No, it's false. It's false? Oh. Yeah. Any, any part of it true at all, or is, is it just completely made up? The only, uh, well, the, that machine, the, the shooting machine that I got, no, the, 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 the thing is really loud. It is stupidly loud. The, the thing is, where I was kind of taking time out from everybody and going to the garage, I don't know why, I was just daydreaming and thinking of funny things. And that kind of thing popped into my mind about, oh, how funny it would be if that was to happen. If you shot your mother-in-law. In, the, in the face, yeah. Well, no, <laughs> well, well, what it is is that, 
what that stemmed from was the idea that I had about the whole idea of writing um, six different episodes to do with the, um, the lockdown. Now, the worst thing I think about this whole escapade is the fact that I actually thought it was funny to shoot my mother-in-law in the face with a Nerf gun. Next year, next year, if the opportunity arises, hey?
A woman has told how her husband started a sick game of guess who when he found out a family member had died and wouldn't tell her directly. The distraught woman shared her story on social media and said that she had not spoken to her partner for three weeks since he played the game with her. Instead, she had to call her sister to discover that her 21-year-old brother had been killed in a motorbike crash. She told Reddit how she, had been, she was shaking with the news that someone had died and just wanted to know who it was. The woman wrote, I lost my brother in a motorcycle accident three weeks ago at the age of 21. This was sudden and devastating beyond measure. I lived three towns away from my entire family and didn't know about it right away. She continues, My husband was calling when I walked into the room where my phone was on vibrate and charging. I answered and he asked why I didn't answer my sister's calls. I asked why and whether she, and whether she called him. He said yes, then proceeded to tell me he received the news of a family member's death from her. I was shaking at this point whilst I was waiting for him to tell me more, but he said, guess who? The woman said at this point she just phoned her sister directly. I angrily told him to stop it and tell me, but he still thought it was fine to ask me to guess that I'd lost it. Uh, sorry, uh, asked me to guess. That's when I lost it when uh, on him because my nerves were done, she said. I yelled at him and hung up and immediately called my sister and she told me it was our youngest brother. The woman said that she drove to see her family without waiting for her husband, who said he was, try he was just trying to break the news to her slowly. I had an awful reaction because this is my baby brother that I adored so much, my brother knew how much I cared about him. I drove to my hometown six hours away by myself and my husband was mad after he found out I didn't wait for him to take him with me. I told him I didn't want to see him after how he treated me and played my emotions like that. He said he was just trying to prevent me from being traumatised and didn't want to dish all the news all of a sudden. So that's like a bit of a bell end to me. Well, yeah, I mean, I, sick. That is. I mean, fancy that. It's like, oh, you had a death of family. Well, who is it? Oh, you, you guess. It's like, mm. what do you mean? Any guess? other kind of occasion, you know. Or not any other, but you know. Guess other, who's engaged? Other, yeah. <laughs> guess who, guess who's coming around for tea? You know that sort of thing. But man, that's that's just sick. Yes. Well, that's a horrible shitty act in the world. Let's brighten the world, Carl, with one of your uh, record-breaking terms. Let's yes, if we can see see what we can achieve this time round. I feel so hungry. Do you? Yes. That's funny because I've got an eating, eating record breaker attempt. Oh, God. Obviously, obviously one, one, one of the great things about Christmas is, is all the food. And uh, I'm, I, I must admit, I've really tried to show some restraint in indulging in, in too much of, of the Christmas foods. And um, I've, I've, I've kind of by and large managed to, to, to do that, which, which I'm, I'm quite pleased with. But what that has meant is it's, it's kind of left us with several packets and boxes of various things that we're still trying to to work our way through one of those is is, is our mince pies so i thought you know I've got, I've got to get these mince pies eaten so i'm going to attempt a, a, a mince pie eating record break before i jump into that there's on on the official guinness world records website there are 
there are two, only two world records listed on there for mince pies. And the first one is the largest mince pie, which was recorded at 1.02 tons or 2,260 pounds. And that Jeez. was based in Ashby, yeah, Delavouge, De um, Leicestershire, here in the UK, on the 15th of October, 1932. We don't know who's done it, that's, that's not recorded, but it measured 6.1 by 1.5 meters, or 20 by five foot. That's, that's some, that is some mince pie. Do you like mince pies? I don't mind them. I like the ones that you can get in the Sainsbury's Bakery or something like that. We know them a lot of puff pastry and stuff, but then sometimes they can be yeah. too butter rich. But yeah, the ones you get in the packets and stuff, sometimes they can just feel a bit too sweet, a bit too, I don't know. But generally I just think, yeah, mince pies, mince pie. The ones I did have one year, which were interesting, was um, Heston Blue Mental ones. And mm. you put the, you put the uh, mince pies in the oven. They're in, you, they're, you can just get them in Waitrose. And then you put them in the oven for a little bit and then you had this ice and sugar, which was pine scented or, or whatever it is. So when you put it on your, um, your mince pies, it smelled like pine to like, or smelled like a Christmas tree. And um, mm -hmm. that, was, that was interesting, you know, very interesting. Mm -hmm. No, I do so, like them though, yeah. I could eat yeah, one now. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really hungry, damn oh, it. Are you? Well, mm. I, I, I guess I'm going to enjoy this world record break attempt, obviously, a lot more than, than, than you, having to now listen to me eat mince pies. Mm. So the world record that has been set is the fastest time to eat three mince pies. And this was achieved by Leah Shuktiva here in the UK, uh, in London, on the 25th of September 2019, so quite recently. And Leah has done multiple eating world record attempts. She's got loads of stuff on, on YouTube and she, she basically just swallows food. It's, it's um, um, quite a, a sight to behold. And the, the world record that she has set for eating three men's pies is 52.21 seconds. So that's what I need to, that's what I need to beat. Three mince pies. Three have you got a glass pies. of water? Are you allowed to drink the I water? Have, I've, got, I've got half a glass of water left. So uh, I'm, I'm now prepping my three mince pies. I'm going to make sure they are out of the, uh, out of the foil and ready well, to go. you might be uh, chewing them for a long time. Ready if you to did. go. So yes, yes, I wouldn't want to uh, pass that through. So if oh, you yeah, are... actually, before you go on, right, you've just reminded me of something really important, which I've wanted to raise for many, many months, but I've never remembered it until later <laughs> on. I'm like, I'm in my garage or I'm in the garden or do something. I go, shit, I should have mentioned that. Right, ages and ages and ages ago, right, when we talked about world records, there was that French gentleman or something like that who ate a um, fries in a plane or something like that. Yes. He could yeah, eat yeah. metal, yeah? Yeah. He could chew it all up and everything else, right? And so weirdly, right, I have been wondering what his arsehole looks like. <laughs> Do you think it looks like Jesus? <laughs> no, because the thing is, he can digest it, but what happens when it comes out? This shredded metal. Do you know what I mean? It's going to tear him a new one, isn't it? I'll tell you what you should do. You should write to him. It's <laughs> 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 a new feature. It's a new feature for the new year where we just write to whoever and ask them whatever question we've got. Yeah, right. Do you know what? I'll be having all of these kind of cease and desist kind of notices. I'll have all these legal letters being sent to me. Would you stop? annoying this man leave him alone do not you know <laughs> no, cease writing 
Anyway. Let's track him, let's track him down. Facebook, right. whatever, and, and ask him the question. Oh. So, uh, In all the commotion, I've just uploaded my, um, my uh, calculator, not my stopwatch. Right, we Okay, I'm, I'm just going to have a quick, quick sip of water beforehand. All right. Okay, so what's, is it going to be nibbles or is it going to be all in one? I'm going to attempt all, all in one. No, so. no, no, no. I think what you need to do is like nibble fast, chew fast, chew fast. Nibble. If not, you're going to yeah, couple of bites. Nibble. I think a few bites, yeah. I think in one, right. you're getting gloopy and you're going to be conscious of making sure it's all chew before you swallow it. With it being small in the first place. You're not going to be too, you know. You're not going to be doing too much. I'm not saying like, you know, beaver away, like you're chipping at wood, but just eat normally but faster. There we go. Advice. Right. Are I'm you ready? Like a, I'm not a speedy or anything. But <laughs> I'm just a fat bastard. Right. Are you ready? So Give me I'm a on, down. on Give go. Me a down. And and then let me know sort of every every twenty seconds. Just so I've got an idea of of time scale. So sure. Okay. And it, and it was fifty eight seconds. Was it you said? Fifty two point two one. 52.21 I wasn't so if you can give me kind of sort of you know 20 seconds 40 seconds and then and I'll, I'll, where I I'll, I'll let you know I'll, I'll, I'll let you know when you've passed the 52 yeah. as well okay then well all the best Carl um, <laughs> you have confidence there right yeah go for it I'm ready course, I'm pumped of course. I'm ready. you know what you know I've drank a lot of coke you know so um, I'm, I'm sure you can eat this ready so on go three two one go so yeah, mince pies. I think I read once that Iceland had the best mince pies once in the year. But they're, as I said, the Heston Blueberry ones were quite interesting. I think he did a, a whole kind of um, set of different things for the for Waitrose. Twenty seconds has just passed. So it'd be interesting to know. I forgot to ask you, Carl, and you can tell me after you've managed to eat all these things where you got your mince pies from i wonder let me think i reckon it's either going between uh, i'm done you are kidding me i'm not wow what was the time what was the time i'm flabbergasted oh you of little faith i you're eating three mince pies all in one 38 and a half seconds wow smashed it you smashed, smashed it. it. This is an actual record. We have broken this. But whereas Nor Norris McVerter was not present, right? No one, there's I no do. video footage. There's nothing. There's no proof, is there? I do have a slight confession to make. There were mini ones. There were mini ones, yeah. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's all I had left. Maybe you should have had six then, and we would have had a different thing. <laughs> That's far too many. So where did you get them from? Which ones did you... So, you're, you're, uh, so you've eaten the back baby ones. Can you stop it with the plastic? This is, a, this, is an, this is a podcast. This is an oral show. I'm putting the packet back. There's still, there's still plenty left. Um, I'm looking at the box, and it doesn't tell me. All right. Little. It says on the back, little. So did what about um, the 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 daddy ones, the the the, the mummy and daddy sized ones? You said they were the small ones. Did you have any larger ones? We we probably did, yeah. A couple of packets. It would have probably been bought from whichever supermarket we were in, most likely Tesco. Maybe Morrison's. I don't know. 
Well, do you know what? Regardless of, of all these things, right? I'm thinking like 38 and a half seconds. Do you know what? You have smashed the record, yeah? You are the world record holder. Thank you. Thank you. So following on from your mince pie escapades, a cafe has launched the UK's biggest full English breakfast challenge, boasting 150 items. The dish which is served, which is served Shepherd's Place Farm in Doncaster, has been named the Terminator Armageddon by owner Ted Phillips and weighs a staggering 20 pounds. It includes 15 jumbo Lincolnshire sausages, the equivalent to 30 regular sausages, 15 rashes of bacon, 15 hash browns, 15 fried eggs, 
15 slices of black pudding, uh, 15 slices of toast and fried bread with butter, 15 portions of mushrooms, 15 portions of baked beans and 15 portions of tinned tomatoes. It is now dubbed the largest, sorry, the biggest breakfast in the UK, which customers are challenged to eat within an hour. The breakfast costs 50 pounds, and if it is polished off within the time limit, the competitor gets their money back. Ted says that the cafe at Shepherd's Place Farm started their breakfast challenges around three years ago and have been working up to creating the Terminator Armageddon. He said, the Terminator Armageddon is officially the biggest breakfast in the UK. I have already had messages from competitive eaters in the US who are desperate to get over and give the challenge their best shot. We just progressed our breakfast challenges until we got to where we are today. We are renowned for our breakfasts and we are proud to now be the home of the largest breakfast in the UK. I've seen a few food challenges in the US and on programs such as Man vs Food, but I thought I hadn't seen many happening in this country so I started doing them. They are so popular with customers and we have had people travel from all over the country to give our breakfast challenges a go. So I look forward to welcoming even more people to try out the new Terminator Armageddon challenge. It's absolutely massive and it was even hard for me to carry the tray over to the table as it was so heavy. But Ted insists on only using quality ingredients when the fry up is put together. We use great quality ingredients in the challenges, which I think also makes them such a huge success because people are genuinely enjoying what they are eating. In this new challenge, we use huge sausages, which are double the size of the regular sausages that we use, so it's the equivalent of 30 sausages. So along with the 15 portions of each of the other breakfast items, it takes about 20 minutes to cook because it is so big. To be honest, I don't know how anyone will be able to finish this just for the sheer amount of sausages. And this is the problem, right? I, he's saying like, no one's gonna be able to do it for the sheer amount of sausages. I think 15 portions, right, of every other one of these things, and if you had maybe mm -hmm. just eight of these double portions, why have jumbo sausages? It is just, it's impossible. And how much of that are you gonna throw away? You know what I mean? It's just, and then you look at like all starving families. My wife's just brought me some peanuts. She heard you saying you were hungry, bless her. No, she read my text message asking for some nibbles. <laughs> <laughs> Bring me food now. Oh, did I send it to you instead? Sorry. <laughs> no, but no, I find that very, um, very That's, weird. That is an awful lot of food. Mm. I mean, that was... I mean, I must, I must admit, sorry, these nibbles are perhaps against what I'm trying to do because my I have a New Year's resolution for 2022 and that is to, um, well, just lose a bit of weight. I didn't, I mean, I'm not over overweight. Mm -hmm. I think I weighed 12 stone four and that's the heaviest. No, the heaviest I've ever weighed during lockdown was like 12 stone nine. And that was when I was just eating crisps, watching Friends. And it was like, oh my God, I need to do something about this. So I did all that. And then when I lose a little bit of weight, I go, oh, excellent. I can eat what I want now. And then I put it back on and it's terrible. So now I'm kind of taking charge and doing more exercises and doing a few more um, you know, walking. Have you, set you, have you set yourself a target to go for or are you just going to kind of lose until you feel comfortable with 
Well, I think maybe a Leatherstone free or something like that. But then I don't, I mean, the thing is, because where I want to start doing more kind of like cardio-y bits as well, like muscle work yeah. and stuff, that when you start to get muscle bulk, I'm not saying I'm going to be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or anything, but like muscle. Metro man Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't know, just, just something where I'm a healthy weight, that I'm not overweight. And I think just it's the case of not carrying fat. I think if mm -hmm. I replace my fat with muscle and I still weigh the same, I'd feel good with that because I think I read some of those saying like one of the reasons why COVID was able to spread so quickly is that it got into the fat and that's how it then went across the whole body mm -hmm. very quickly. You awesome. can also argue that it could be those people that are overweight are just generally less healthy, less fit, so therefore they may be more susceptible to illness and also the the severity of, of certain illnesses. I don't know, I'm speculating well, do you know now, what? I'm not a I, medical I, expert. No, absolutely, and I think, and I may have misread this, but I'm almost about 90% certain that um, obese people, overweight people, rare, very rarely suffer from arthritis. It's very strange. Mm. Interesting. Mm, indeed. So I remember, and I was trying to listen to our, because um, obviously I visited our website, completearsals.com, and I went back to a year ago to one of our episodes, which was the HNY, and I was talking about my Whitlin, because my wife had got me that thing mm -hmm. to make a, a coffee thing, which I did, and I ended up using, and I still use. It's brilliant. And... Um, you were saying about how you'd write stories on your phone, I think, and you were going to, like, when you were boiling a kettle, when you were just idle, that like, you would just yeah. write a minute or or something or other. It was, like, was 100, 100 words, 100 words a day was, was yeah. the was how, the, uh, how did that all go? I really can't remember. I, I, I think I did it for a couple of months. I, I really can't remember at all in terms of how long it actually lasted. I, I do remember writing a little bit more last year than I think I did the previous year when I'd set myself that, that challenge. I really can't remember, but I, I do know there's, there's, there's little notes and bits and bobs on my phone that, that, that make correspond to, to, to the, the writing that, that I did. So uh, there, there, there is definitely some stuff there. And, um, Didn't you send away something? Didn't you um, send off a short story about oh, someone being haunted or...? Someone um, set, set a table placing or something. I remember you emailed me and you said, oh, I know it's short notes, but can you read this and get back to me within a couple of hours? So you can send I can't remember something. if I did ever send that off. I really can't. I hope you didn't. I it was terrible. Oh, charming. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, I don't mean that, you fool. <laughs> I mean, um, it was shit. <laughs> no. No, it was, it was good. No, I just wondered if you ever heard anything back because you also sent off that... Um, um, uh, showreel thing, didn't you? Never heard anything back from that, did you? The you sent an episode link, didn't you? Oh yes, for the voiceover work. Yeah, never heard anything back from that. No, no. Fools. No. Yes, what, what I'm gonna say they're, they're they're the ones missing out. Absolutely, but the people who listen, they're the ones who are benefiting. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you can tell your friends. You, we are available on all good streaming networks, etc. That's my resolution, and that's to uh, increase yeah. our um, increase our. Um, ah, good one. A joint a joint New Year's resolution. There you go. Mm. 
yeah, I must, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm very much the same. I, 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 I need to get a little bit more active. I need to lose a little bit of weight, just some general fitness, just to get in there. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. I've, I've, I don't know how much I weigh. I've not set myself any targets, but I'll kind of know when I feel more comfortable in my physical form than I feel. I was the same. I feel comfortable in my trousers. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah. So when I can, when I can notch up. Um, on the next hole on, on the on the belt that will be uh, a good sign so yeah similar thing just I think general health and fitness as, as it's, it's important to do so um, I'm less active than I was uh, a year ago I think a lot of people so, are I think generally mm-hmm. I think with the cold weather as well it's in you know people just being concerned with because uh, obviously it's a viral thing if you go into a gym you you know breathing quite yeah out quite a bit aren't you and stuff and cold weather if he wants to go running and have their nuts pop into their body it's so cold you know just a just a brisk walk i mean well uh, indeed well bbc sounds bbc sounds have got some free audio books available you know you've got this podcast that you can listen to i'm sure there are many other podcasts that people could ted talks are really nice things to listen to just get out move more and stop snacking after eight o'clock would be my kind of um, tip to you, even though it's nearly 10 o'clock and I've just had, I've eaten seven peanuts. You may have heard me, which I apologize, but you know what? At the end of the day, I think even if you have these little lapses and, and all these different things, mm-hmm. as long as you ke- you persevere, because it's about you know, whatever you put into it, then that's where you're going to get out. If you just think, oh, I'll do it and it'll happen. It's about a lifestyle change more than a, yes, and a structure, a, a, a kind of a, a fad diet, and 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 that's where the hundred words a day kind of came in in for me. It was building that little that little routine of of doing something on a regular basis, and a hundred words only takes a, a couple of minutes to to do. So do so start with little bits and and little form those habits. You gotta be 
the most popular Christmas wine? I don't know. What is the most popular Christmas wine? I don't like Brussels sprouts. Bubbly. <laughs> 